Knock This is brought to you by Viserys. Univar ES is now Viserys, the pest control distributor making a positive impact on young businesses. Along with the broad product portfolio of top brands, we offer exclusives like the Intucare Mosquito Trap. And with resources like Pro Training, Inventory Manager, and PestWeb, and over 65 locations nationwide, we provide the products and insights to grow your business. Visit go.viserys.com slash knock this to learn more. Hey everybody, this is Sam Taggart with Graham Desert or Dessert. dessert. It, we're switching it to Dessert now. Yeah, we literally just switched my name. We did. I mean, it's spelled like Dessert, so it's like, let's own that. Yeah. Um, just depends where we are in life, in my opinion. Are we in a desert? Are we just wanting dessert? And anyway, so Graham, Graham has been on a podcast before. And what was that, 2018? It was about uh, a little over two years ago. You're one of my very first roofers. Yeah. So I remember meeting Graham, if you're listening to this. Graham literally is like the first roofer to come to door-to-door con number one. How did you even hear about, like, we didn't even know what roofing was when we first did this event. (laughs) Yeah, so I made a commitment to go to a conference that had nothing to do with roofing. So I was just looking, and I just Google searched, you know, conferences Door-to-door con showed up, and uh, somebody else recommended it, and so I decided to go. That's awesome. I like walked in the door, and it's like you know door knockers everywhere, and I was like, yes, this is this is my home. Love it. Yeah. So you've got to see James Lawrence, the Iron Mm -hmm. Cowboy, and since then you've probably done some stuff. Haven't you kind of like been in that circle of ultra hard running stuff? Yeah, so I knew uh, James Lawrence and I both, uh, I first met him in Greece. That's where I met him in person, but he was actually my trainer. So I hired him as an endurance trainer preparing for an event. And the event was uh, Sparta 300, where we actually ran from Sparta in Greece to Thermopylae in Greece. Same trail that King Leonidas and the you know, 300 Spartans went. You know, James and I and about 18 other people ran the same trail. That is so cool. Yeah. So, guys, it's not a Spartan race where it's like, you know, a quick little 10 miles or whatever that Spartan. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. I ran the Spartan, like, trail, yeah. like, forever long. It's um, 235 miles. That is yeah. so freaking legit. Isn't that what David Goggins just ran a 240-mile race? He did, yeah. The Moab, whatever. I forgot what they call it. The Moab something. Yeah. But it was 240 miles. He finished, I think, in 62, 62 hours. Which I calculated, it's about running a 15-minute mile pace for 62 hours straight. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So you're in that world of doing hard things. Tomorrow you have a race. Um, You've done. You did a Murph a day for. Are you still in that right now? Still in it. Yeah, I'm on day 244, I believe. A Murph for 200 and haven't missed a day. Haven't missed a day. That is so cool. So if you guys don't know what a Murph is, what's a Mur- yeah, what's the Murph? So I'll explain it. So in the CrossFit world, it's a, it's what they call a hero wad. And so a hero wad is to, you know, honor a fallen soldier or, you know, a first responder. And so it's in it's in honor of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Uh, they made the, the movie Lone Survivor mm-hmm. about, about him. Um, and Lieutenant Michael Murphy was the one that went to the top of the mountain to get the phone signal to call in help. And then, you know, immediately, you know, was, was shot and killed. And so they, uh, they came up with this workout. It's something that Michael Murphy did a lot of. And so now in the, in the CrossFit world, they do it, you know, every day on Memorial Day to, you know, honor, you know, fallen soldiers and whatnot. So the idea of doing this every day actually came from my business partner, Stephen Winterrode. 
he actually uh, was inspired by David Goggins. So he went to David Goggins' uh, event at an NFL event. So at that event, he had one-on-one time with David. Uh, Steven said, hey, I want to do something. And he mentioned it, and David was like, well, if you do that, I'll follow it. And so uh, from that point, Steven told me about it. I didn't think he was serious. I didn't think he'd follow through. And, and this was back in the fall. And then so fast forward a few months, I just decided to do it and, um, and uh, started in February. And then Stephen then decided to do it and started on Memorial Day. And so we've been doing it together since. And we're raising money for uh, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, so an incredible, just consistent um, athlete. And, you know, it's inspiring to do hard things. And I think that's like the main mission of bringing David Goggins to DDDCon mm-hmm. is it's like, you know, somebody posted in the DDD tribe and they're like, if David, do- if David knocked doors, he'd run circles around us. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I know, he would. Just straight from just yeah. intensity. And yeah. like, I really think he would. Like, um, and so, you know, like obviously that we, we pick our speakers and, and kind of the messages and the threads um, around what we feel like is going to obviously help our, our tribe. So, yeah. um, so back to you. So like you got into door to door when you were in college, right? Through... Yeah, I think it was, um, I actually think, was it in high school? I, you know, I painted houses in high school and early college and, uh, you know, knocked doors to get jobs, you know. So officially that's when it started. Yeah, so I was probably 19, 20. That's awesome. And you went through the college pro world and then um, a lot of people don't know, that's like its own world, the painting, Mm -hmm. the college pro painting. Tell us a little bit about that and then. So essentially what it is, is it's a program that um, is put together to actually teach college students how to run their own business and through painting. You know, so that, that's what the program is. And you know, when I was that age, I was looking for something exactly like that because I ended up, when, how I started was I, I you know, quit a job, went out and started my business, quit at noon and started my business and started knocking doors at one o'clock. You know? And so that's, that's how I started. I did that for a full season, and then after the season was over, I was like, man, I want to grow, but I just don't know how to do it. How do I do this? And so, you know, the, the thing, I just went on the search, and then I found this company that actually teaches you how to start your own business as a college student. And I, I was like, man, this is awesome. This is exactly what I need. And so as a 21-year-old, you know, I ran a, uh, I ran a business, had 12 employees, and was, you know, one of the top 25 franchises in the country at 22, I had 30-some-odd employees and was the top franchise in the country. So that was like the progression. But that's if I didn't ask the question or if that organization didn't exist, who would have taught me how to run a business? Yeah, you know? the framework would, of finance. Who would have given me that? And so I think that that kind of leads me to this next principle of you kind of had this like entrepreneurship in a box at your young age that's then now slingshotted your roofing and solar and your business today roofing 101 mm-hmm. um and you know it's interesting though recently you started a new initiative leaders mm-hmm. next door right um so tell us kind of about that and then kind of where that stemmed from and kind of talk to us because this is what really inspired me so this podcast is all about kind of that young entrepreneurship um development so kind of talk to us about that yeah so uh, essentially what the program is is it teaches you know, preteen ages, seven, seven-year-olds to 14, uh, that age range, how to make money in their neighborhood. So we'll just keep that short. How that happened was 
you know, coronavirus came, you know, economic shutdowns came, schools got shut down, and we're in our house for like weeks, right? Uh, so my kids are on doing online school and they're getting done in like an hour to two hours. And so instead of laying around on the couch, watching movies, chilling, playing video games, like just whatever they might do, you know, which we did, like, you know, we did that for the first couple of weeks. And then after that, I was like, man, something's got to change. Like, I don't want like this to be the habit that my, my kids grew up in, you know, this is not our new world, you know? So then I was like, man, what can we do? So I was like, well, let's go out and figure out a way to make money. So um, I took them out and, and I got the idea of washing cars because my car was like super dirty and I'm like, wow, we need to wash cars. So I actually took, took my boys out, taught them how to wash my car, wrote down, made a checklist like of, of all the points that they need to follow. Mm. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if I'm going to, if this is going to be repeatable, like you got, you have to create a system mm -hmm. for, for them to follow. Right. And so we did that. I uh, took them out. We, we knocked doors and got some appointments set up and they went out and, and uh, washed cars and they made 90 bucks the first day. Wow. And so then it was like, and how old are these guys? So uh, Dean is 11. He was 11 at the time. And Isaac was 14 at the time. Okay. Yeah. So 11 and 14. Yeah. So they go out and make 90 bucks. No in other one, 11. Yeah. In, yeah. In one day. And I'm like, you know what? There's, there's something here. I want to teach them how to repeat this over and over. So one of the big initiatives with the Door-to-Door -door Association is to make that grind, hustle, door knocking, uh, sales, really a, a, a key like a key thing in colleges and high schools because mm -hmm. I think it's something that, you know, had a lot of people been instilling this whole work ethic instead of sit and play video games during COVID. You know, it could have been a good lesson learned for the people that wanted to get ahead of life, you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. And a lot of people took it as a super long vacation and grabbed a motorhome and cruised around the country, and that's great. But some people are like, let's capitalize. People are home. Um, I got I get to homeschool my kids a little bit more. I'm home. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are stuck, but it, it, it created innovation, so obviously inspired what you're doing now. Absolutely. And so my, my number one concern was it's, it's, um, it's the goldfish theory, right? And the goldfish theory is when you're, when you're in a – you know, you take a goldfish in, in a bowl and it just swims around in circles, right? So it creates, like, that's the pattern that it has. So then when you take the goldfish out of the, the jar or whatever and you put it into a pond, it still swims in that little tight circle and doesn't know that it's in a great big pond. Mm. So that's the mentality that I was concerned about and that I didn't want my own children to, to fall into. So then that's where the program came in. And then I was like, well, it's an opportunity actually to go a little bit deeper. You know, yes, I can teach them how to make money and be entrepreneurs, but then let's go deeper level. This is an opportunity to teach young kids the foundations of leadership, mm. right? Like some of the key characteristics of being a leader. And, you know, so that was the idea. So basically your program is a series of videos and templates, I'm mm -hmm. assuming, that helps parents teach their kids at a young age how to be an entrepreneur, right? Correct. Yeah. And so it's, uh, there's, there's videos for the parents and there's videos for the kids. Cool. Because, uh, it's super important. Some parents may look at it and be like, Oh yeah, I've got the workbook. No problem. I can take this with my kids and teach them. Not a big deal. And then some parents may be like, I want some more direction. So give me some insight. And so we've, we've got that all put together. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Um, and it's called leadersnextdoor.com. Leadersnextdoor.com. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to talk about, like, why, why do you think it's important? Like, you know, where do you see this younger generation? Let's call it Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever it's called. Um, why do you think that the doors is important to that and the high school generation coming up? Uh, it's real world experience, you know, with real people, real money you know, real, real problems to solve. Like when you get on the doors, you know, you learn a lot. You know that, you know, and that's some of the things that you teach. So when you actually do the interaction with, with the homeowners or the customers and, you know, you actually get a job, you know, whether it's, you know, a recycling program or a leaf blowing program or a snow shoveling program or, you know, the car washing program, whatever it is, right, when you get a job, you then have to fulfill a service. And so through that service, there's a lot of learning and development that takes place. Yeah, it puts them into a manual labor. It puts them into like having to do something physically. And you learn how to communicate with people. That's the big thing is learning how to communicate, learning how to, uh, you know, the difference between a good job and a bad job, you know, and an excellent job and something that's exceptionally done versus something that's kind of halfway done. And I use a lot of examples like when you clean your room. Like I work with my kids all the time on this, you know, I tell them, you know, go ahead and make sure your room's clean. And it's like, you know, they'll, they'll disappear for five or ten minutes and they're like, yeah, my room's clean. And I go back in there and I'm like, oh, what about that and that and that. Like, You're my mom. I cleaned mom. the floor. I cleaned the You're floor. You're my mom, we're dude. Like, like, she would come what? in. Yeah. She would totally. come in and she's like, don't make me get a nail and hammer. Yeah. So then she'd just start nailing our stuff to the floor. She's, oh my gosh, that's a great it's idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> so she's like, yeah. don't make me get the yeah. hammer now. And we're like, what are you talking about? She's yeah. so, so we come back and we pick up our clothes and it's like stuck. And we're just like, what the freak? Yeah. So you have to go unnail the clothes. It that's was a great awesome. Idea. That's a great idea. Um, anyway. Yeah, so the, the point is, is like they start to understand what, you know, 100% completion means and, you know, 100% quality means because... They you know, paid you, you, yeah. They're paying you for it. And so if they pay you for it and you don't do a good job, they'll let you know, right? And then if you don't do a good job, you fix it, you know, and then you get paid once oh, you fix it. There's yeah. a lot of people yeah. that are adults that need that lesson still yeah. today, you know. You run into a lot of roofs. Or, <laughs> yeah. or people job. ask me, they're like, they're like, so what's the age range on this? I'm yeah. like, 7 to 14, but, you know, it's good for 35-year-olds too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting over here like, I run into customers and homeowners and companies that I'm like, you need a little lesson on, guys, if people pay you to do a job, yeah. do it right, take pride in that. You know, so anyway, but, but maybe they just needed to take this course when they were seven. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. had they taken this, yeah. learn the lessons. Yeah. Um, so what has been the response to parents? Because I think a, a lot of people, you know, I'm a parent. Is it I'm busy or they're like gung-ho about it? Are they like apprehensive? Like, like what's been their response to this program? I've, all parents that I've talked to have been like, oh, this is amazing. You know, but it's a matter of... Um, taking the steps. I mean, it's going to take some time to do, Yeah. you know, there's a time investment. I feel like, you know, you're going to, you're going to do this. It's something that you do with your child, not necessarily give it to them and expect them to do it. Uh, when I have actually given it to my sons and said, go ahead and do it. Um, the results haven't been that great. So it's, a, it's the way that I see it is it's, a, it's like a parent and child activity. So it'll bridge the gap between parents and, and kids. That's cool. So one of the things that I'll say on this podcast is we're probably going to do some cool stuff together, yeah. by the way, because yeah. obviously we have a big online piece 
a lot of users. So if you're listening, you have DDDU or access to some of our stuff, this will probably be as an upsell or an opportunity. Um, we're also adding in, you're pretty passionate about like Underground Railroad and that yeah, kind of stuff. totally. So I just got off the phone with uh, them and they have a whole education series that we want to add to our platform that's on just coaching and teaching uh, basically how to identify sex trafficking. So the education element. So, you know, and we have the influence over thousands of salespeople nationwide that are in thousands of neighborhoods. We go, well, we're the eyes to the streets, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. more so than cops, more so than, I mean, we talk to so many homeowners and so many different demographics. And one of the things that I just got recently passionate about was, you know, what if our ability as, you know, the door-to-door tribe gives us that the eyes and ears to the neighborhood and, 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 and you notice like a lock on the outside or, you know, I haven't watched all the modules yet, but, you know, supposedly they just have kind of a, here's the things to look out for to report. So if you were in a scenario, we could probably catch some of the bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And so there's some cool stuff. Like door-to-door, I think, is, is, is shifting to where if we can professionalize it, turn it into a good thing where parents are excited to let their kids go knock instead of like, don't go talk to strangers. Like, they'll kidnap you if I put my kids in the street. It's like, no, they won't. Yeah. Like, like yeah. this is the stupidest mindset. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, teaching them, like, mm-hmm. strangers have what you want. Like, you have to be able to communicate with strangers, too. Like, you know, how to educate and, and stop bad crime initiatives in neighborhoods and being able to unify, you know, that's one of our big initiatives is unify, up-level, bring honor, integrity, you know, things like the blacklist and the association mm-hmm. and this education element and getting down to the younger kid level. I look back to me, I was a seven, eight-year-old selling golf balls at the at the golf course and then I got into magazines and then painted curbs. Yeah. Curbs better be in your old program because yeah. that's a moneymaker. Yeah. So if you're broke as a joke, go paint some curbs, yeah. then figure out how to do a roof. <laughs> so <laughs> you probably have a work ethic problem if you're broke. So yeah. anyways. Yeah, and one of the things that we... Uh, in the program I talk about in the videos and I talk about in the workbook is, you know, the buddy system. Mm. So, you know, my sons, when they go out and work, they're not working solo. So that's, that's super important to, to, you know, I guess just build that in early. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing is we've, it's like when you become a leader next door, it's like you're, you're subscribing to something. You're, um, you're becoming part of a community and it's just not something that you purchase and you do one time. It's like, you're going to learn these principles and it's going to stay with you the rest of your life. So there's a code, right? There's a, there's a code that we have and we actually have like a certificate that says, I, you know, Jimmy Johnson, you know, will blah, 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 follow the leaders next door code and the qualities of leadership are, and then it spells out all the qualities of a leader. And then they, they like, sign it and then that's they live by that and that's cool the other thing is is that you know part of the program is learning how to be generous like you're gonna learn how to make money but what do you do with the money that's cool you know how do you how do you save how do you spend how do you give and what does all that mean because a lot of kids don't really understand and wait, so, wait, wait, wait. a lot of kids or a lot of parents don't understand well <laughs> just, sure. yeah, yeah so here like... let me let me explain the, <laughs> let me explain the whole deep purpose behind that. all this so I thought to myself, I'm like, how can I inspire a billion dollars of giving over my lifetime? And, and initially I thought, well, that's something that I'll just have to go out and make all the money and give it away. And I'm like, that's, 
that's ridiculous. Like I can, I can inspire other adults to, to do that. Right. I can inspire other adults to, to change the way that they look at money or resources to, to give and be more generous. Right. And then I was like, well, it's kind of, it, it's easier to actually, you know, influence children with, with that mindset you know, and to teach at a young age because what they're taught at a young age will stay with them the rest of their life. So that's ultimately what the program's about. That's the other deep meaning is how can I teach people how to be generous? Well, teach people what to do with their money and then that's what happens. I love it. Yeah. You can't be generous unless you know how to save and have a surplus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would way rather be in that position Mm -hmm. than just always trying to get by or behind. So anyway, this, this, any, anything else that you want to share? I mean, this has been really good. Dude, I, I think the, the biggest thing is like, I mean, this is for everybody. You know, this program is for everybody. The mission is for everybody. You know, it's not just for kids. Because if you really think about it, everybody knows someone that has a kid. So you could gift the program to another child, right? And ultimately what happens is we... we practice what we preach and we preach what we practice right so the our and the giving you know that's a that's an organization that we partner with so you know percentage of the revenues go towards that organization that's cool that's awesome well thanks so much for sharing and inspiring and doing things that are bigger than just a roofing company or whatever right like it's been fun to watch you grow i mean heck i was out in san diego well, every month for six months working with you guys. Yeah. When was that? That was 2000. Yeah. Was that 18? Last year from like 19? the beginning of last year through the summertime. Yeah. And then yeah. we did we our podcast. Later. Yeah. I mean, it's just cool to watch like yeah. how you've quickly just said, stay disciplined, stay hungry, and you're just making waves. I love it. Yeah. So. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Okay, guys. If you want to go check out leadersnextdoor.com, go check it out. Um, If not, share this, like this, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.